0: Hey, good morning everyone. Uh, My name is Jeremy. I'm very, very honored and happy just to spend this morning with you guys and to bring you guys the word of God. Uh, If you don't know me and my wife, Anna, we are the community pastors of the San Francisco campus um, uh, that we call SODA. And so, you know, um, Let's just get right into it. I'm really excited. I feel like the Lord wants to bring a powerful word for us this morning. And so if you've been with us for the past 40 days, you know we just wrapped up our series on prayer. And I know that uh, technically it it was finished, but you know, the Lord's been stirring this word in my heart. So I kind of want to give you a little bonus talk today on prayer. And I want to go into something that can be a little difficult. I want to go to a hard place and a hard concept. I want to talk to you today about, um, the moments when you feel like prayer is not working, mm. you know, the moment when you feel like you prayed for something and nothing happened, you prayed for something and God didn't answer, mm. you prayed for something and the opposite happened. Mm. I wanna to go to that place where you feel upset and angry at God, you feel hurt, you feel let down, you, you feel abandoned by God, and I wanna to go to that place because I feel like God wants to bring life to that place. He wants to speak to that place right now. And he wants to restore your prayer Mm. and and, and the place and and restore you going back to him in prayer. But in order to do that, we got to go and have the right vision and the right Mm. approach Mm. to prayer. And so that's my heart for you guys today. You guys ready for that? Yes. So let's go. Let's get ready. Mm. I want to bring you guys to a very small book in the Bible. And as I've been studying it, it's, been, it's become one of my favorite books in the Bible. And it's from, it's from a minor prophet called Habakkuk. Mm. And I got to give you a quick history lesson, real quick, real quick. I know history is not the most sexy and exciting thing to talk about on a Sunday morning, <laughs> but you got to understand the context because the beautiful thing about this very short book is that it actually shows a dialogue, a conversation between God and Habakkuk. It shows an intimate conversation where he brings two questions to God and God answers him. What a beautiful picture it is. And so you have to know that in this moment, Habakkuk is a priest and he goes up to this high tower and he sits and he just begins to pray and ask God these questions because what was happening in his life was he was going through a disaster. He was going through a crisis, much like what we're going through right now. What a a, a timely word this is, isn't it? And so for him, his nation of Israel, they had been oppressed and controlled by another empire, by another country called Assyria for over 250 years. But on top of it, at this very moment, there was additional just insecurity and instability because that empire was falling and two other superpowers were coming into the picture. They were being attacked by two other places. They are being attacked by Babylon and Egypt. And so this little country of Israel is stuck in the middle between three superpowers fighting it out. And they're just literally stuck in the middle. And Habakkuk sits there and says, Lord, where are you? How can you be good? You said that we were your people. Mm. You said that we were your chosen ones. Mm. You said that you were with us. You said that you had a covenant with us. You said that you loved us. And I look around and all I see is destruction. Mm. All I see is our people being killed. All I see is famine. All I see is death. All I see is more and more evil rising up. Mm. And he says, where is your goodness? Where are you, God? Mm. And I want you to know something, just from that very beginning, what a powerful truth this is. I wanna tell you right now that God is saying to you today, it's okay for you to ask him a question. It's okay for you to come to him and bring your your worries. It's okay for you to come to him. And even in the Bible, the word that's used for question is actually better translated as complaint. Right. That yeah, right. Habakkuk yeah. actually brought a complaint yeah, yeah, yeah. to God. Right. He actually said, God, you say you're good. I don't see it. Right. He was actually complaining yeah. to God and saying, Lord, I don't understand. Where is it? Where is it? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Mm. And I want you to know today God's not afraid for you to ask Him the same wow. thing. God's not afraid for you to come with a, same, a similar complaint. Yeah. he's saying it's okay he's saying come but you see the key is habakkuk didn't stop praying yeah and that's the first thing i want you to know is that in that moment when you feel like you don't want to pray when you feel like that's the last thing i yeah, want to yeah, do
1: yeah.
0: i know it's counterintuitive but i hear the spirit of god saying you have to keep praying mm. you have to come back to me so it's, it's like any other disagreement you have with another person No disagreement has ever gotten better in the history of mankind when communication stopped. Like if you had a problem with your friend, you had a problem with your sister, you had a problem with your brother, you had a a problem with your mom and your dad, I guarantee you that situation never got better when you stopped talking to them. That situation never resolved itself. That relationship was never restored when you stopped talking. When you were just like, okay, we're done and you just hang up the phone. But why do we do that with God? I'll tell you right now, the moment we decide to stop praying, the enemy rejoices and he says, yep, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. I just wanted you to stop praying. Just stop talking to God. Just give up on any communication. (laughs) But I want you to know today that God is saying, it's okay. I just want you to come. I just want you to speak with me again. Don't stop talking, Mm. don't break communication with God. He's saying, come, bring all your emotion, bring all of your doubt, bring everything that you feel, bring your question and complaint. Let's talk about it. Let's begin to pray again, guys. And the second thing that's amazing about this book is that God answers him both times. Mm. I wanna give you that promise that if you seek God with all your heart and you pray to him with all your heart, He will answer you. That's a promise. That's not a what if. That's not a maybe. He will answer you. But there's one very important thing you must understand. That your posture is key. It's crucial in this moment. Because there's a very, very big difference between asking God a question and questioning God. Can I say that one more time there's a huge difference between asking God a question and questioning God, because when you ask God a question, wow. you come with humility. When you question God, you come with pride. When you ask God a question, you come with the desire to understand. When you question God, you come up with a desire to point blame. When you ask God a question, you come desiring restoration. When you, come, when you question God, you come to find fault in wow, someone. So good. I want you to know something. When you ask God a question, you want to listen. But when you come to question God, mm-hmm. you've come to talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I want you to know, wow. if you come with that posture, mm-hmm. it will be extremely difficult for you to hear the voice of God. And perhaps that's why in this, in this season of difficulty, mm-hmm. that when you've been praying, you feel like God is not speaking. But can I tell you something, church? He is speaking. Mm. but you have to have the right posture. Mm. Because when we let that pride come in and we Mm. question God, it hinders our ability to hear Him. And I believe God is saying, change your heart. Ask me a question, but don't come questioning me in my presence. All right, guys? And I want you to know, this is the hardest part right here. That when I told you that God will answer, Mm. I hear some of you right now saying, but Jeremy, I prayed and, 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 he, and he gave me an answer that was the opposite of what I asked for. Yeah, yeah. I prayed and, and, and he gave me the worst answer possible. It was a painful, wow. hurtful experience. Can I just tell you something? I understand. And I want to share with you a really quick story of when that happened to me. Wow. You know, it was when I was in high school and I was praying for my grandmother. Um, you know, she wasn't getting any better. And I, we knew that um, her time was coming to an end, but I knew that she wasn't a Christian. She didn't believe in God. And she had been very resistant to it her whole life. Mm. And I just, but the moment that, you know, she got diagnosed with a very severe form of kidney disease we just knew that she wasn't going to get out of the hospital and so from that moment i just started praying in overdrive you know what i mean i just started getting on my hands and knees and i was praying and praying and praying and praying day and night praying and praying and praying first i started praying for healing Mm -hmm. then i started praying for salvation i was praying for both and days after days and weeks after weeks Mm -hmm. her condition wasn't getting any better Mm -hmm. and so i said that's fine god and i said fine god i said even if you don't heal her i said lord Let her know you, let her come to know you, soften her heart, turn her heart to you, turn her to you, let her receive the good news, let her believe that you are the savior and that she needs you.
1: Mm.
0: But she never wanted to hear about it. And every time we came in and wanted to talk to her about it, she never wanted to hear about it. Every time we wanted to invite a pastor, bring someone from our church to speak with her, she didn't want to hear about it. Mm. And it got to this last point where she became unconscious because of the disease, but she was still alive. And I remember that last night that I was with her and we were sitting there and we were just praying, praying, praying over her. And I said, God, I need an answer. I said, God, I can't hear you. I said, God, what's gonna happen? I said, God, does she hear? I said, God, if I preach the gospel right now, will she accept it? And I heard nothing. I heard nothing, guys and she passed. Wow. So I want you to know that I understand.
1: Mm.
0: But I want you to know that because I came with a posture of questioning God, Mm. I couldn't hear him speak. But I believe with all my heart today that he was speaking, but I just couldn't hear him because I was just questioning why he wasn't answering, why he wasn't healing her, and why he wasn't Giving me what I asked for. And so I want to go into that place right now. That when God speaks, that when God answers you, you have to be willing to accept the answer that he gives you. Because he will give you the answer that you need, not the answer that you want. And many times, the answer that we want is always, why? Why didn't I get what I asked for? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you... Save why didn't you move why didn't why didn't you give me this? It was a good thing that I asked for why? Mm. can I be honest with you church i think ninety nine percent of the time the answer to why never brings peace
1: mm.
0: it, it, it It never brings closure honestly if I could give you an example it's, it's as if if i had if I had a child i don 't have one yet but if I had a child and I brought them to the doctor's office and, we were, and I brought them to get uh, their, their immunizations and they're getting stabbed with these needles and they're like, why are you doing this yeah. to me? Why are you causing me this pain? Don't you love me? In that moment, if I brought my son aside and gave him a very quick biology lesson on the biological processes of antibodies and how they're necessary for his survival, I don't think that would make him feel any better. Yeah, yeah. My son would not be like, oh, really? Oh, okay, then go ahead, stab me. I mean, it's good. No, but if I held my son's hand Mm. and I said, my son, I'm with you. Mm. I love you.
1: so good. And I know
0: it hurts, but you have to trust me. I'm your father. I'm with you. I'm holding you as this is happening. You have to trust me. And I'm not going to leave your side. That brings peace.
1: Yeah
0: that brings closure. Mm. And so I want you guys to know today that God didn't give Habakkuk that either. I wanna take you to the very first passage in Habakkuk 1.5, right after he asked his very first question, this is God's response. He says, look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. Do you guys catch what God is saying? God is saying, Habakkuk, I know how you feel, but right now you have to trust me because if I even told you what I was doing, you wouldn't even believe it. It would blow your mind. You you just have to trust me because sometimes I can't tell you everything because it would would destroy you. You, Your your brain would explode. You wouldn't even believe me. You'd be like, nah, no way. He said, you have to trust me. I'm going to give you the answer that you need, and that will bring you the most peace. Wow. But it's not why.
1: Yeah. It's not why. Yeah. He's right. saying,
0: you have to believe me. And church, I'm asking you today yeah. to go back to that place of prayer yes. and trust God that when he speaks, it's the answer you need. Wow, wow. And, and it may not be the most detailed, the most yeah. in-depth, the most five-year plan, mm-hmm. step-by-step, what you wanna hear, but it's gonna be the answer that you need to hear. And you have to trust him. And the second answer that sometimes God gives that I know is so hard mm. is sometimes God says, wait.
1: Wow.
0: It's, it's, it's coming, but you have to wait. And He says, not yet. And the second answer that God gave to Habakkuk, to his second question, is this, and it's in Habakkuk chapter 2,
1: mm.
0: verse 3. And it says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time, it hastens to the end it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Do you guys hear the word of God? Do you hear what he told Habakkuk? He says, I know it's hard. I know you see death. I know you see destruction. I know you see everything getting worse, but he says, but you have to remember my promise to you. You have to remember my love for you. You have to remember my covenant that I made with you. You have to remember my promise that I gave you. And he says, even if it seems slow, even if it seems like it's gone, even if it seems like it's delaying, he says, surely it will not. You guys have to believe God is faithful. He is faithful, guys. He is the most faithful person you will ever meet. Hands down, I guarantee you, his word Never fails. Fails. He is never late. And I know that's hard to accept when you see that things are getting worse. But you have to look at his character. Mm. You have to look at who he is and know that he cannot even turn from his own nature, guys. He is always true to himself. And I know waiting is hard, especially when there's pain involved. Mm. You know, the Greek... For the word patience is actually better translated into English as long-suffering.
1: Yeah.
0: I understand. And I can I say God understands? But he's not saying you have to wait alone. He's saying, come to me into my presence. Sit with me. And he says, we will wait together. But when you stop praying, you wait alone. God is saying, don't do that. He's saying, come, sit beside me. I'm going to put my arm around you. And I know it's hard, he's saying, but it will come. But we will wait for it together.
1: Mm.
0: And so, then you might ask me, well, Jeremy, if God's not gonna give me the answer that I'm looking for, then what's the point of prayer? Why did I bother even asking? Why did I bother even praying for it? Was my prayer good? Was it even worth opening my mouth? Then I just shouldn't pray. Then I should just sit here and say, God, whatever happens, happens. I won't even ask for stuff anymore, right? It's whatever you want, God. No, I don't think that's the point of prayer. (laughs) I don't think that's what God is saying. Mm. I think there's a a more powerful thing happening in this moment. I think what God wants to tell you guys today is that prayer is not about getting an answer,
1: Mm.
0: but it's about meeting a person. Can I say that one more time? Prayer is not about getting an answer Mm. to a request Mm. or getting an answer to a question. It's about meeting a person. Can I paint a picture for you? It's as if I would only have a meal with God because at the very end of the meal, I got to ask for a favor. <laughs> that the whole reason why I showed up, the whole reason why I wanted to even dine with Him and have a meal is because I had to ask Him for a favor at the very end. Can I tell you guys, that's, wow. not, that's not prayer. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. that is? That's a business transaction.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: God's saying, don't treat my relationship with you like a business transaction. Wow. He says, I desire so much more for our relationship. And that when you leave the meal, it was a bad meal if you didn't get your request, right? It's a bad meal if that person didn't write you a check. It's a bad meal if that person didn't do you a solid. And God's saying, is that how you see me? Wow. That the meal was only good if you got what you wanted? Wow. The thing that you were hoping in your back pocket that when the check, (laughs) you know, like when the bill comes out and you guys cut a Chinese nice fight for it, you're like, oh no, I got it, I got it. No, 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 me, 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 me. And then at the very end, you're like, hey, actually, you know what, God, Um, this is all great, you know, but could you do me a favor? And and, and that was the whole reason why you came? Can I tell you guys something? That's not what prayer is about. Can I tell you guys something? Prayer is way more than that. If you think that that's the purpose of prayer, Your expectation is too low. Can I tell you? (laughs) God wants to do way more than give you that favor. God wants to do way more than answer that question. God already knows what you need. God already has the answer. God wants to give you more than that. God wants to give you every part of who he is to you. God wants to give you secret things that only can be spoken to you and him in private. God wants to give you a piece of his heart that belongs to you. God wants to give you secret things, heavenly things. God wants to tell you what's on his mind. God wants to pour out his love on you. God wants to show you how precious you are to him. God wants to hear what you think and then tell you what he thinks. God wants to hear your heart and then share his heart. Do you guys feel the gravity of that? That's prayer. That's that intimate conversation. That's what a real meal with a friend is. That's what a real meal with your father is. That's what real fellowship is. That's when you leave that conversation changed forever. That's what prayer is about, guys. I want you to look at what Habakkuk said after God spoke to him twice. In Habakkuk 3.2, this is what he said. He said, O Lord, I have heard the report of you and your work, O Lord. Do I fear? Do you guys hear what happened? Mm. He's saying, God, I heard about you before. I, mm. I heard about you. Mm. But he's saying now, I've seen your work. Now, wow. I've seen you. Guys, I gotta ask you, how many of you guys have only heard about Jesus? You only heard about God. Mm. You only heard about him through a sermon. You only heard about him at church. Mm. You only heard about him from what you heard from other people. You only heard about him from your own thoughts, but you never seen him. I tell you guys today, God's inviting you into that place right now. God's inviting you because that's what prayer is. Prayer is when you see him. Mm. It's when you hear his voice. Mm. It's when you feel his embrace. Mm. It's when you taste how good he is. Mm. And it's when you can smell the sweet fragrance of his presence next to you. Mm. Guys, he's saying, I don't want you just to hear about me. He's saying, I want you to know me. And I I wanna challenge you. If you've only heard about God, God's saying, no, come, taste and see. Taste and see who I am. This is prayer, guys. I'm gonna bring us to the last point then. So what changed in Habakkuk? Mm. So what's the end? What's the reward? Mm. What do you get out of prayer? Mm. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19, Mm. and this is what he says. He says, though the fig trees should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, Mm. the produce of the olive fail, Mm. and the fields yield no food. Mm. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Mm. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. You guys hear what Habakkuk is saying? He's saying, even though nothing changed, even though my country is desolate, even though my people are still suffering, even though there's still a plague and there's still death, even though nothing's gotten better, even though nothing has improved, even though no blessing has been bestowed upon me, he says, I will rejoice in God. Why? This is not some hypnosis I'm trying to put on you. This is not some self-help thing where I'm just telling you, just think it's going to get better. Just believe that God is better. No. The only reason why Habakkuk could say this against all conventional wisdom is because he knows who's in control and he knows who loves him. That's the reason why this shift can happen, because after he had that meal with God, after he sat at his feet, after he had that conversation with God, after he heard the voice of God and he knows his Father's heart, he receives a greater revelation of who he is, his faith is restored. Mm. And I believe today, God, God wants to do that for you guys. Mm. I know you've been hurt by prayer before, and so if you've been hurt before in the past, if you've feel upset and angry at God, I understand. Mm. But I believe God is calling you to this place because he wants to do what he did for Habakkuk Mm. for you. He wants to bring you to a place where he will restore your relationship with him. He will restore your faith in him by showing you how much he loves you, Mm. showing you that he has you in the palm of his hand. Mm. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He is for you. He is with you. That he loves you. And that that he is faithful. And I truly believe that if you take that step of faith, and you have that prayer with him, and you have that conversation with him, you will leave that place with the same confidence and the same faith stirred up Mm. as Habakkuk had, Mm. Mm. even though nothing changed in the natural. And I believe That's what God wants to give to you guys today. And so can you close your eyes right now?
1: Mm.
0: Because I feel the Spirit of the Lord calling us all to that place Mm. of prayer. When it's hard, when it's difficult, and praying is the last thing you want to do, and you feel like prayer hasn't accomplished anything for you, I believe God is saying, come, bring your questions right now. Bring your complaints. It's okay. Bring all of your heart. Tell me everything that's on your mind. But you must come with humility. Come with a desire to restore relationship. Come with a desire to hear. Come with a desire to listen. Come with a desire to understand. Not a desire to point the finger. Not a desire of pride. Not a desire to point blame. But a desire to say, Lord, I don't understand. Please help me. Lord, I don't want to speak with you, I feel so far from you, but Lord, restore my heart. God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Do you know how much you've hurt me? Do you know how much that situation caused me pain? But God, I'm just asking you to give me peace. Can you just stir up my faith again? I can't do it, I need you to do it. And God is saying yes. God's saying yes, come right now. I see him putting his hand on this chair and saying, come sit beside me right now. Don't break communication. Don't break relationship right now. This is the moment that you need to come. This is the moment where we need to have this heart to heart. This is the moment that we need to speak. He's saying, come sit beside me. I've been waiting to speak to you. I know how much you're in pain. I know how much you're grieving. He said, I understand. Would you come and sit beside me and tell me everything that's on your heart right now. Just interact with God right now. Just bring your prayers to Him right now. Just tell Him everything on your heart right now. You don't have to hold anything back. God can handle it. And you know, if you're here with us today, and you feel like, I don't know if I can have a relationship with God. Like, this all sounds great, Jeremy, but but is it even possible? Can, I, I've never prayed to God before. I, I've never heard Him speak. I, I, I want to hear him, I, I, I want this relationship, but is it even possible? Is, is it even possible to really talk to God this way? Can I really have this relationship where I can sit with God? Can I tell you something? I got good news for you. The answer is 100% yes. Because this is the whole message of the Bible, that God desires relationship with his sons and daughters. He desires relationship with you. And if you don't have a relationship with God and with Jesus today, he's saying, I desire relationship with you right now. That he sent his son 2,000 years ago to die on the cross, to make a way that you could have intimate relationship with him. He's reaching out his hand right now and saying, yes, I desire to have a relationship with you. I desire to speak to you. I desire to give you new life, a life that you can't even imagine how good it is, a life with me, a life abundant, an eternal life. And he's saying, yes, but you have to have faith in me. All you have to do to receive this life and to be able to live with God is turn from your way. And sin is what keeps us from God and it's real simple. Sin is just our decision to do life our way. Sin is just us saying, "God, I'm going to do things my way, not your way." Yeah. And all we have to do in this moment to have a relationship with God and say, "You know what? God, I was wrong. I tried living things my way. I tried doing it my way, and you know what? It's not it's not good. It's not working. And that God, today I choose to turn from my way. And I choose to say your way yes, is better." Yes. Don't be distracted, y'all. Don't be distracted, y'all. Yeah. Mm, in Jesus' name, you hear that? That's clarity. <laughs> and all you have to do is say, you know what? Lord, I turn from my way. I wanna live life your way. I wanna do things your way. I commit my life to you. I believe in your son and I receive his gift. That's all you have to do today. Yeah, yeah. And if you desire that today, I want to lead you in a very simple and powerful prayer that will change your life right now. And so if you're ready, church, can we pray this together for those who are with us, who desire a relationship with God today? Can you pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I desire to have personal relationship with you. I desire to
1: have personal relationship
0: with you. I turn from my sin. I turn from doing things my way.
1: And I, say, and I say, your way is better. Your way is better.
0: I, choose today I choose today to believe in your Son, Jesus.
1: I believe He is the Son of God.
0: I believe He died for my sins. I believe He rose from the grave and
1: can,
0: and can give me new life. Jesus, please forgive me. Jesus,
1: please forgive me.
0: Remove my sins.
1: Remove my sins.
0: And give me new life.
1: Give me new life.
0: I commit myself to you.
1: I commit myself to you.
0: You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my, you are my Savior.
1: You are my Savior. And
0: you are my King. You are my King. This is the start of my new life, of my new life. With, you. with you. In Jesus' name I pray name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer right now, yeah. can you just shoot into the chat right now, I prayed the prayer. Can you just put into the chat right now, I prayed the prayer. Because we want to rejoice with yeah, you. God. I am not. Yeah, I am yeah, not exaggerating. Yeah. I'm a very extra person as you can tell. But I am not yeah. exaggerating in this moment that yeah. your life has changed and you will never be the same right now. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have opened your life to Jesus right now and he has come into your heart. As you have opened your heart to him, he has come into your heart. And you will never be alone again. He will never leave your side now. He is living with you, in you, forever now. Your life will never be the same. Can you just shoot into the chat, I prayed that prayer. We want to know because we want to walk with you in this life. You are not meant to live this life alone. That's why we have community. So don't be afraid. Shoot into the chat, I prayed that prayer. We want to surround you with love. We want to surround you with support and as Alethea on the announcements gave so beautifully community group is so important and we want to say that we want to say that we want to do life with you we want to have community with you so please go to our website and please sign up for a community group livinghopecc.us/community go there sign up for a community group let's do this together We want to love you, we want to build you up. We want to push you as high and as far as you can go in this new life with Christ. And also we have a very special Zoom meeting right after this service with Pastor Sonny, Pastor Benjamin and myself. We want to just get to know you. We want to welcome you to the family of God. We want to encourage you and we want to give you a jumpstart to your new life with Christ. And so I believe there'll be a link that's gonna be posted for that Zoom meeting as well. I wanna congratulate you for changing your life. You have abundant life with Jesus, and I'm so happy. And so with that, I'm gonna pass it on to our wonderful Pastor Sunny, and she has something very special she wants to share with us. Yeah.
1: Amen,
0: wow, that
1: was, So powerful. What a timely word for our community as we mourn this week. That even though we did not get the answer that we wanted, that His presence is near us, near every one of us that have mourned this week. And that His presence, His hand, is holding grace tightly and comforting her and, and and speaking to her and strengthening her. I just wanna pray a little bit more. We're gonna end in a couple of minutes and those of you that pray the prayer, please join us in the Zoom right after this prayer. But can we just, wherever you're at, just lift your hands and just invite the presence of God. God, even as your sons and daughters, God, we have made prayer more transactional than intimate, having an intimate conversation with you. So we come before you, God, asking for forgiveness. God, we did not know we were, when we got disappointed for not getting the answers that we wanted, that we were treating you as a business uh, partner or or a transaction. But God, God, we want to come before you and instead of hearing the answers to the why, God, we want your hand holding us. God, we want your presence in our lives. We want to have intimate conversations with you this week. God, we want to bring our complaints. God, we want to bring our questions to you without questioning you today so spirit of god will you lead us draw us to that place that intimate place near you where we could have that intimate conversation with you god god in our bedrooms god in on our dining tables for god wherever we will be this week god draw us god to your presence so that we god may sense your presence and learn to walk learn to have intimate conversations with our father in jesus name you know i'm reminded in matthew chapter 8 that there's a centurion who has a servant who is sick and is about to die and he comes to jesus to ask jesus for healing and Jesus is like, okay, let's go. And then he says, you know what? You don't even have to come. Just send your word. I understand authority because I am also a man under authority. And when I tell my soldiers to go, they go. When they I say, come, they come. So Jesus, just say the word. Just say the word. And I just feel like God wants to say certain things right now to release his power to release His presence upon us. You know, throughout this week, nights have been very tough for me personally where I stayed awake hours and there are a few things I feel like God wants to release. God wants to God wants to deliver some of us from insomnia. Some of you, you've been awakened in the middle of the night and you could not go to sleep. You are anxious, you are in pain, but God is sending His Word to you in your home right now. Spirit of God, send your Word and deliver your people from insomnia in Jesus' name. And you know, last night I was awake for hours and I keep hearing discs disc and I know we've been praying about back pains and I feel like there's some of you that you have a disc right problem that that, and, and I don't even understand what that really means but I just heard it and that this ongoing it's like the pain is released but it comes back and you feel like oh I got healed and then it comes back it's because of the disc I heard and I feel like God wants to send his word to you wherever you are at and release healing upon your back and then a couple of more things I think maybe there's one or two of you that has been in a car accident in the past and you are in body ache and you've even you've even went to go see the doctors and they can't find anything they don't know you know they just give you pain medication but it's like aftermath of a a car accident that you've been living with pain and i feel like god is sending his word to you to heal you to set you free from that pain and lastly um or one, uh, uh, Aaron uh, shared with us earlier through our Zoom prayer meeting that some of you have been awoken in the middle of the night because of anxiety. So we just want to come against panic attacks and anxiety attacks in the middle of the night. Uh, we want to come against nightmares. We want to come against worry for everyone. So Spirit of God, will you join with me right now? If you are like any one of those that I explained, just lift your hands. And if you are not, I want you to also lift your hands and release, release the kingdom power. Spirit of God, send your word. Just like the centurion experienced the power of God being released by Jesus, just sending his word. Father, send your word. God, remove anxiety, remove pain god even though we are mourning this week as a community father we still cling to you god we still believe that you are god that heals that you are our healers so spirit of god come come upon every back upon every head upon every body upon every heart God, release, release your presence god we hunger for your presence God we want your presence to fill our rooms to fill, fill our family to fill God our lives that we may walk with you every step of the way so Holy Spirit we acknowledge that you are God and that you are with every, every one of us In our homes, you are with us, and you will never leave us nor forsake us. God, we thank you. We love you. We believe. We choose to believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We thank you, God. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want you guys to join us Wednesday night for our Wednesday night prayer at 7.30 on our Zoom. We love you. See you on Wednesday.